Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Real Brave Live, number 60-something. 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 When I'm 60-something. I think Paul McCartney wrote about that. When I'm 60-something, yeah. Yeah, that was That's how it goes, yeah. When I'm 60-something. Uh, 30 years ago this month, uh, amazingly, 30 years ago this month, uh, September 24th, 1991, Nirvana released a record. We're going to discuss that today. It's a little-known record. Nobody knows about it. Yeah. No, it's ne it didn't change the anything. Right. No, it was just a, a blip on the radar. It was a total tiny blip. Uh, Nirvana, if you don't know, they're like a really small really indie tiny band, band from like Seattle. And, like, and all the members are alive. Yeah. They're all doing great. Um, yeah. Some of them went on to become accountants. Others, uh, birthday clowns. Lead singer. Lead singer, birthday clown. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about some little known facts about that album, uh, maybe some conspiracy behind that. And um, I was listening to uh, the album just recently, and it was it was enlightening. So we'll discuss all that in a second. As you know, uh, Real Brave is a music studio. We're online with a practice pad. We have our next version coming out in November, uh, November eighth to be exact. Ooh. Very excited about it. It's going to be completely redone uh, in the sense that it's going to have a new interface, have messaging in there. Yeah. It's an app is coming. So you you folks with an iOS phone or a, an iPad, you can not have any troubles ever again. You just sit in that call waiting for your instructor. Don't do anything else. Um, plus, we've got a suite of skills in there. A that luxury suite. The luxury suite, yeah. It's a... It's a um, it's a twin bed. Yep. Luxury suite, mm -hmm. which doesn't exist. Mirrors I meant to say full king. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, with this type of learning, we do all, all sorts of songs because it's goal-oriented. We use our, our own method for that. But this broadcast is about music. It's about two musicians in a room talking about music. It might only be three minutes long today, uh, so we'll try to get through as much as we can. Um, here on the most amazing episode of... I dropped my pick. Uh, of I dropped my I, pick. I can't play it. <laughs> Real Brave Live! Yeah, all right. Something like that. First, uh, do we have a picture of the, the album cover? Yes, we do. Oh, can we show that? Who knows? <laughs> Where'd Magnus go? Where'd intern Magnus go? He's in the bathroom. <sighs> It's intern chaos here at Real Brave. Thanks, intern Greg. Moving at the speed of Greg. Do we have that up? Yeah, it's like a picture of the baby. Yeah, the picture of the baby. That's the baby. what I needed. So the, the one thing I think you didn't, you were having trouble getting access to um, that, that came about this, this, really this month, that's the first time I saw it, is that the baby, the famous baby on the cover of Nevermind yep. is suing. Spencer Eldon. Spencer Eldon is suing because the band used a picture of him naked yeah. on the cover of the Breakthrough album. Right. Uh, without his permission. Well, they, <laughs> they probably asked him, but he, being a baby couldn't uh, vociferate yeah. that, no, he did not want that. Hey, intern Magnus. So Spencer Eldon was four months old when he was photographed by a family friend in 1991 drifting Jesus. naked in a pool. Babies spend you know, the first nine months of their lives naked, and then we clothe them. Someone threw him in a pool. And the picture was taken at the Rose Bowl Aquatic Center in Pasadena, California. This is from the New York Times. Pause. You didn't clothe your kids until after nine months? No. The first nine months of a baby's life, they don't, they don't have clothes on them. In the womb. Oh, in utero. In utero. Oh. 
Very good! <laughs> oh, it sucks. Uh, in the decades that followed, Mr. Eldon <laughs> appeared to celebrate his part in the classic cover, recreating the moment for the album. This is like, you ever see that um, A Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? Uh, no. But I had meatballs for lunch. Turkey meatballs. Did you guys see Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? Yes. You must have. Yes, of course you did. So this is like the, the kid, the, the, the sardines kid. So it, 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 he appeared to celebrate his part in the classic cover, recreating the moment for the album's 10th, 17th, 20th, and 25th anniversaries, though not naked. Now, I'm just bringing this up because it's stupid. He, had, he was a baby, and his parents probably said yes, right? I would assume so. I, I feel like, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not sure about all the legality on all of that, but I feel like if uh, your parents probably signed the paperwork for that when you're a baby. Yeah. Like, what about the Gerber babies? Like, they didn't agree to be in their, those food commercials. What about Huggies? <laughs> you see the, the, the booties? Yeah, you do. Little butts. So it's a famous album cover. It's, it could be considered as art, art in, that, in the sense that, you know, David, right? The, the famous um, statue of David is art. Um, but he's quoted here, he hasn't met anyone who hasn't seen his genitalia. He hasn't what? He hasn't met anyone that hasn't seen his genitalia. What a lie. And that's why he's... Yep. I'm just gonna leave it there because I don't really want to. The whole point of this is that it's it, it's a piece of artwork. Um, I'm just gonna say my Facebook profile picture is a picture of me as a baby naked. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the, one of the most famous album covers of all time. Um, I guess he could he could leverage that or he could um, be a Karen. I guess he's chosen to be a Karen. He's chosen the path of. The he's Karen. chosen the path of the least resistant Generation Zer. He's actually 30. He's a millennial. What if he just got 10% of the royalties? No, sure. He's not going to get 10% of the royalties, that's for sure. That. He might be get he might get 0. 0.00000 10. Would you run naked through a shopping mall for uh $1,000? Not 1,000. 10,000? 100,000, sure. 100,000? Yeah. About 50. 50? Yeah. Now your 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 levels. Yeah, well, this this guy only got 200 for everyone to see that. Yeah. Oh, you got paid 200 bucks? Not yeah. him personally. Oh. Yeah, his parents didn't even get the money. Oh. Yeah. That's a bummer. All right, so, I mean, he does have some beef, but look, uh, if I was on the cover of, of something and I really don't know what to say to this. I, I, I don't know what it's like to walk in, in his pool. Is he a fan of the band? I don't know. What are his musical tastes? It'd be he, ironic if he was, like, like, really into, like, pop and, like, you know, doesn't say if he likes the music or not. I mean, but like, I'm the baby on like Nevermind was probably his opening line for like forever. Yeah, when you go into an interview, it's the first thing he said. Oh, did you know I'm the baby for uh, Nevermind? And they're probably like, what? Mm. But anyway, uh, we've got some facts about this record um, that that I'd like to go into. Uh, Eleven surprising facts. Which one are we doing first, Greg? We're going to do um, the 11 surprising facts or 20 things you didn't know about Nirvana's Nevermind. They slaved over this for hours. They were up. They are up all night. At least two. At least two hours. They are up all day. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a number one hit single right there. Uh, oh, so we'll do 20 things or 11? What are we doing? Well, we'll do, we'll do 
11. All right, 11. that's an executive decision. 11 surprising facts about Nirvana's Nevermind for its 30th anniversary. Uh, it's from mentalfloss.com. Has some tidbits. Again, there's Mr. Uh, What's-His-Face naked in the, in the picture. Uh, Spencer. Spencer, naked whatever. Baby. Nevermind was released on number one. Oh, are we doing from 10? I feel like we for count, 11? Count down. To count down. Of yeah. course we got it. Nevermind was mixed. Number 11 was mixed by a guy who had worked with Slayer and Madonna. Yeah, uh, Butch Vig. Butch Vig. Butch Vig. Which, uh, in a past episode, I quoted incorrectly. Oh. I was told by a very good friend of mine that, that he spliced the drums. Right. I remember you telling yeah, me Yeah, and it wasn't, that wasn't the case. I listened to an interview the other day where, where uh, um, Grohl was talking about how it was played live. Dave Growl. Dave Growling. Um, ne- number 10, Nevermind costs more than 200 times what its pre- predecessor did. Cost more than 200 times what it's, oh, what, I guess Nirvana's first album, Bleach. You ever, you ever heard Bleach? I have heard Bleach. What's on Bleach? Uh, Serve the Servants? No, that's on the uh, like uh, Floyd the Barber and Mr. Mustache. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Floyd the Barber and Mr. Mustache? Yeah, it's like Floyd the Barber and Mr. Mustache. I think there's a song called Paper Cuts on there. Oh, about a girl's on there. About a girl's on there, yeah. I know there's a f- more famous one on there. But they recorded that for $600 versus the $120,000 they reportedly spent uh, making this record, this little little known record. Uh, number nine, uh, Cobain didn't think Smells Like Teen Spirit rocked very hard. Now, I just listened to that for the first time in quite some time, and it rocks. It rocks. It rocks pretty hard. It's so well done. And actually, I heard there was an interview with John Stewart and Dave Grohl talking about, and I was on a series X, and I'm talking about making the record, and they, did a, uh, they played an exclusive rehearsal of them playing the song, and it sounds, I mean, it, it's, it sounds like it's from a boombox, right? But, mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is on point. Dave Grohl's drums, on point. You know, Kurt sounds like Kurt Live, but. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, there's a great um, clip of them playing live where they are about to start playing it, but then they play instead uh, more than a feeling. Yeah, it's got like a similar chord structure. Yeah, he's famously said he's ripped that song off of the Pixies. I think we've talked about that before. Pixies, you gotta listen to. Listen to the Pixies yet? Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay, just I know some pixies. Number eight, lithium was a real bear to record. Lithium. Lithium. That's the one that goes like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, bam. What is that? How does that go? Lithium. No. No, it's the one that. That's when it's the it's the one. So apparently, like, you even talked about this in the interview. Um, he's he's a pretty solid drummer. Like, he doesn't need a click track, but he was pretty like upset that he would have to he would have to maintain a steady tempo that they wanted for this. He mm. wasn't doing it apparently, mm. and so he had to go back that night and listen to um, like a click track and okay. play with it, and yeah. then came back the next day and got it. 
I didn't, I didn't know that they recorded it like that. I would have thought all together in one take. Right. It didn't sound like it would be that hard. I would, I would think some of the other stuff was much more intricate. I don't really think any, maybe some of it, but like, you know, Kurt Cobain's whole thing was to be like not super polished and not super like even musical. You, you would think that. Yeah. And then after listening to, again, the aforementioned interview, right. Dave Grohl was talking about how he was really proud of it. Yeah. He used to show it to friends. Um, right when they met Courtney Love, you know, they were, well, that was after, after it, six months after. But prior to it being released, he was really proud of it. That's what they said. No, okay. that's not. Who knows? Who knows? It's been 30 years. He's yeah. been dead for 28, right? 94. 27? Yeah. April 4th, 94. I was a four-year-old. Yes. I was not. A number seven, and never mind, Outtake became a proper release for a whole. Who's whole? Courtney you, Love's Yes, I know. Courtney, uh, Cobain's wife, Courtney Love, wrote a, a new lyrics and recorded Old Age with her band Whole as a B-side for the 1993 single Beautiful Sun, according to Mental Floss. Uh, Live Through This. Courtney Love just recently um, uh, tweeted about um, Olivia Rodrigo stealing her album cover. Right. Live through this versus right. Olivia Rodrigo saying that she did it better. Not her album cover, but it was like a, a photo shoot that looked exact, very similar. I mean, Can you copyright a photo? I guess. Yes. Okay. Uh, what about if you're naked in a pool? No. Definitely don't want that to happen at Real Brave. No. Number we six. Thankfully, don't have any pools. No pools here. Dave Grohl isn't the only drummer heard on Nevermind. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, but it's only like... Chad uh, Channing. Yeah, so that guy was heard for the Rhine cymbal um, for Polly, and that's it. What? They had like six drummers. I think. What? He wrote in Bloom or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that the song I was just playing? That's this one. It was played incorrectly, but you had the spirit. Thanks. You're welcome. This teen spirit? It smelled like it. Um, yep, number five, the baby on the cover of Nevermind is litigious and all grown up. We, we talked about that. Certainly. Number four, Nevermind topped the charts and toppled the king of pop. Yeah, that was a big deal. Uh, Michael Jackson's Dangerous held at the, the pole position for, several, for four consecutive weeks. And this little-known band from, uh, little from uh, Washington. Old indie garage band. Aberdeen. Uh, came and toppled the king of pop. Broke his nose. Yeah. Nevermind returned to the top of the chart for one more week in February 1992, right before um, Garth Brooks reigned for another 18 straight, or eight straight weeks. Ah. Garth, Garth Brooks. Brooks. What, it, it, what a ride for the charts. You have, you have obviously the King of Pop, he's up there, it's yeah. a surprise, and then, oh, this band out of left field, and they sound bad, and he, now they're winning, and then yeah. Garth Brooks. Yeah. And country music. America. Jesus. I don't know if he's Jesus. I think he's more America. Uh, trucks. Trucks. 
belts, horses. Jeans. Blue jeans. <laughs> I think my favorite moment is the the quote or the the comment from one of the viewers about um, Achy Breaky Heart Guy. Oh yeah. Is uh, he was like party in the front, but horses in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's legit. <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> so what's Garth Brooks? Uh, he's all 10-gallon hat all the time. Yeah. We should bring 10-gallon hats back. They haven't gone anywhere. They're just out west. Okay. But Dalton Wilcox, cowboy lo poet laureate of the West. Number three, Geffen had low expectations for Nevermind. Who did? Yeah, they were hoping they shipped uh, 46,521, very exact number to American retail outlets, and the label was hoping to sell 250,000 copies. <laughs> if, I told, if I sold 250,000 copies of a record, I would think that'd be You'd successful. make dozens of dollars off of that. Dozens. Uh, the same as Sonic Youth had with a 1990s Goo, which I have. It's a very good record. Mm. And uh, upper predictions were they would sell 500,000 uh, but by 1999, it was uh, all told it had sold more than 30 million copies. That's how huge this record was. Wow. 30 million. I think it's like triple diamond or something. That's 100 times what they predicted. Yeah, that's that's like 10 more than I sold. <laughs> 10 more million? No, 10, just 10 more. Oh, okay. I sold 29. 299. Yeah, whatever. Number two, the album was originally going to be called Nevermind. He was going to call it Cheap. This is apparently a snide commentary about the people who might buy the album. That's nice. <laughs> All our pretty songs and likes to sing along. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That, that, that goes right along with, uh, with everything that you know about him. And Nevermind was released on the same day as several other classic albums. Several, several other classic albums. So if you went to your local Sam Goody, Tower Records, on September 24th, 1991, you would have seen Bad Motorfinger, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, and A Tribe Called Quests, The Low End Theory, all incredible um, Wasn't uh, Appetite for Destruction also released the same year, no. and then the Black Album as well? No, uh, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Black and Album. And the Black Album. Yeah. It really seems like, I mean, just Kurt Cobain's whole thing is that he was just failing up. Because all he wanted to do was just like write music that like he related to. Yeah. And then it turned out like 30 million people related to it. And that's not what he really set out to do, but that's yeah. what he did. I'm curious, uh, before we get to the, the, other, the, the other part of this program, um, what do people say about Smells Like Teen Spirit on the interwebs? I'd go to Reddit, but Reddit is like awful. First of all, it's got 1.3 billion views. The official music video. 1.3 billion. 1.3 billion with a B. Okay. Whatever. That says something. So, like, what did we say? They they get 0.004 or 0004 cents per play. It's millions. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's millions. It's still millions, millions of dollars. It's millions of dollars. Off a YouTube video. You think a, a billion is a thousand million? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, all right. So it's playing. You can't play it. I called today about getting rights. We're going to make it happen. What? Really? Yeah. Really? 
there is a, a obscure. I'm so excited about this. Yeah, there's an obscure thing where you can try to get rights to play music. Oh my god. Yeah, it's very. It's like in the. It's like all the way at the end of ASCAP and BMI. Really. I didn't know it existed. I was like, I would ask, I would call, and then there was like a portal for it. That's gonna, we're gonna blow up. We're gonna blow up after that. This like is literally, America's favorite podcast, video podcast, where we talk about music but never play it. Yeah. And now things could really move. You you could become someone. <sighs> I, I think I am, someone already. You're, you've made huge progress. You've got uh, new socks. New socks. You so got new drawers to put new giant. drawers to put the socks in, and a new place to put the socks in. No, well, the drawers came from the old place. You took someone else's drawers. No, my drawers. You took your own drawers. Yeah. And brought them to the new place. Yes. But they weren't someone else's drawers. I mean, they were at one point. I, I think I bought the drawers secondhand. Oh. And the dresser they came in. You're not wearing someone else's drawers though. My socks say, <laughs> "Giant music snob." I, I don't know who got me then, but uh, not me. I feel like Sarah Lord. Okay, so here's some comments. I like to go through this. I think this is funny. Uh, this is from YouTube. This is from the 1.3 billion views. Uh, Cynthia says this is my neighbor's favorite song, whether he likes it or not. Uh, VTX Ultra says whoever dislikes this song doesn't smell like Teen Spirit. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's actually a pretty insightful observation. You know, like it's the the. The emotions and the the, the 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 type of person that this music is written for. Yeah. Kurt Cobain. Um, yeah, and the fact that uh, Bottle Rocket says, the fact that Kurt thought this song was overrated is ironically epic. Yeah. Exactly. That's <laughs> this is just a. And that's all it is. Uh, Powers YT, no relation. Mm -hmm. Uh, it says, it's crazy how this song is still a banger. You use that word. Banger. It slaps. It slaps. Uh, a couple more, and then we'll move on. One billion views. It's a Simon and Garfunkel version, right? Uh, a lot of stuff in languages I can't read. So many. I mean, there's so many comments. Yeah, nothing, nothing really snarky. Everybody's just like, this is amazing, this is amazing, this is amazing. Yeah, you're not going to find a lot of criticism on the album. Up top, there was a couple. But after this, it's just like, wow, I can't believe this is the best song ever. One billion views this is amazing. Holds up. Holds up 30 years later. Um, bruh, I'm young, younger than the song, and I think it's such a banger. Bruh. 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 Uh, the Real Brave Ambassadors have played this song. Ah. They it's also hard did, to pull off, though. They also did In Bloom. Did they really? I think they did that at the uh, bitter end. I don't remember anything about that show. Um, they yeah, but they played this at uh, the Oakland Arts Amble. I was just looking at videos and figured probably be too short notice to get it onto the Switcher Cloud. All right, one more. Let's see. True rock fans to listen to this. That's Crunchy Raw Ramen. Crunchy well, Raw Ramen. Yeah. I've done that. I've really? Eat, I've eaten the brick. You eaten the brick. The brick of ramen. Did you put any of the, the powder on yeah, it? Yeah, a little bit. What does it taste like? Carbs. Just straight up cardboard carbs. This is a banger. Wow, this, you, you've got the, the lingo, my friend. Yeah, the kids relate to me because I uh, am hip to the, the jib jab. You're the opposite of whack. I'm unwhack. Thank you for pointing that out. 
There's 194,000 dislikes. <laughs> the other 194,000 dislikes are the ones who don't smell like teen spirit. Yep. All right. So uh, moving on, we've got, uh, what are we doing? Conspiracy time? Is it? I think we, they, they spent about three and a half hours on the other 20 uh, oh. things. We got we nothing about the conspiracy, guys. You guys were in here like like uh, a scene from uh, what, what was that video about the journalist team that goes after the Catholic Church? <laughs> you guys are in here like pulling open file drawers. I mean, they they had very concerned looks on their faces, and they were just like like sweaty, like empty cups of coffee all around. They don't think it's funny, Kevin. We just end up with the same. Listen, it's 2021. You can't make fun of people. You're I'm not, not allowed. Fun. I'm just ob observing. Observating. You're not allowed to make fun of people. It's not funny. You can't even poke fun. Polka fun? Nothing. There's nothing. Fu nothing funny about polka. Uh, <laughs> I got a few Weird Al Yankovic albums that'll beg to differ. <laughs> All right. So we've got uh, Loudwire. Is it? Or did we do Loudwire already? No, that's Loudwire. Are we do we have those up? Yeah, we got. Do we have any comments from our uh, loyal fan? No. Nothing, huh? You know why? Because we started 45 minutes late. Yeah. Elaine uh, and Kevin Hans, if you're watching this uh, after we recorded, hello. Thanks, as always, for your support and yeah. for Paul. Thanks for Paul. Uh, we'll start at 20 and then move our way down and then we have to end. Okay. <laughs> Woo! Number 20, uh, uh, Nevermind, Famously uh, Knocked. Yes, we already done that. Yep. yep, Michael Jackson. 19, John Lennon. Did it. Did it. What does that mean? Go Cobain double-tracked his vocals on the album, suggesting a suggestion by producer Bruce Vig, who oh. was nicknamed the Nevermind Man. Cobain wasn't sure about the tactic, as he feared he wouldn't sound authentic, but Vig insisted it because John Lennon did it. Well, it's not just John Lennon. I mean, so it's, many it's, people have double tracked. Yeah, roles. that's a weird thing. I think this is like they needed a number nineteen and they put <laughs> something in there. <laughs> Come on, we got twenty and then eighteen through one. We just need one more thing. Uh, <laughs> We're missing nineteen. Cobain was a. Uh, this is number eighteen. Kurt Cobain was supposedly offered the role of the heroin dealer in Pulp Fiction. Huh? Wow, who right. did play that heroin dealer in Pulp Fiction? Uh, is it the guy that got shot in the face in the car? The guy that they crashed to his house, and then he freaks out. Oh, oh, the the part it says um, personally asked him to play the part of Lance that went to Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz, who was supposed to be Ma uh, Marty McFly in uh, Back to the Future. Is that right? Yeah, and there's there's actual footage of him playing the the role. Wow. Yeah. I wouldn't have watched that. Eric Stoltz as Marty McFly. No. It would never have gone. It wouldn't have gone no, well. No, 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 no. No, that's that would have been MJ a Fox. One of the, I think if I had to pick greatest movie of all time, that's in the running. Personally. It's got severe holes and, and I tremendous issues, but it's a it's a one of the best movies I've ever ever made, I think. You look very concerned. Oh, there it is. Yeah, you did it. 17, Nirvana were captured on film in 91, opening for the uh, indie legends of uh, Sonic Youth. Okay. okay. 
Makes sense. Checks out. Makes uh, sense. Sonic Youth is like another anti-band anti band. Yeah, yeah. You know? Just, They're like a noise band. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of fun. The 16 of Certified Diamond. Ooh. I said, so they're a triple diamond. I thought, what is the difference between diamond and platinum? Dude, this says, wait a second. This says Certified Diamond for shipping 10 million copies in March of 99, but the other one said 30 million copies. See? You can't trust the internet. Uh, 30 million worldwide. Oh, okay. So you can read. Yep. Cobain, number 15. Kurt Cobain hated video director Sam Byers' original cut for Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah, but that, that video, man, that's what put it over the top for me. Yeah. It's a good one. It's so different, because around that time, there was a lot of like uh, hair metal stuff on. I don't know how I feel about music videos just in general. Are you kidding? No. Oh, man, well, I mean, the 80s were, it was all about that. I... Uh... Yeah, so I grew up with it. I know, but I feel like at, at the same time, like let, you can let the music speak for itself. You have to make a whole big production out of it. The '90s too. The '90s music videos were huge. Yeah, and Limp Bizkit, and then 2000. No, no, and, no. And also Britney Spears. What I'm saying is that like, it's a separate category. Yeah. Of art, you know, I. Do, would uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit have been had been as successful if it had not been for the music video? No, that's no. The, the music stands on its own. Okay, so uh, that's your point. Yeah, but it it adds to it in some ways. Yeah. Um, the band Fish made one music video. <laughs> you wince. <laughs> that wasn't even. <laughs> you like flinched when I said it. PTSD from a couple uh, <laughs> months ago. They have one music video for the song Down With Disease. Yeah, I mean, and rightly so. Their lyrics are nonsensical and they're silly. And so is the video. Check yeah. it out. Uh, I'm going to skip to number 10. Okay. Um, Nirvana almost split up over a tiff about Nevermind royalties. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay. Okay. Six months after, that's just typical band stupidity. Six months after the album dropped, Cobain suddenly demanded a larger slice. Oh, wow. To take effect retroactively. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's just stupid. Um, but there was no Nirvana after Kurt Cobain. Well, six months after that, ironically, and we'll get into this for a minute because we, we do have to go, uh, Cobain married Courtney Love on February 24th, 1992. So it coincides with this kind of like look back thing and saying like, hey, I want more money. He marries Courtney Love, right. who may or may not have had a huge impact on his <laughs> life, literally. Uh, Chris Novoselic off key singing at the start of Territorial Pissings, you know, okay, that's yep. a very famous song that he's singing, uh, singing uh, Get Together. Right, yep. But it sounds very off key and that's actually my favorite song on the album. I love that song. Wow. Number seven, we already talked about. They were supposed to be called Sheep. Number six, uh, Nirvana were kicked out of their own Nevermind release party. That's hilarious. Wow. Um, they were throwing around a watermelon filled with ranch dressing, legalized ranch, uh, from the food spread and were eventually shown the door. Yeah. Can't bring the, the kids to the party. No. Even if it's for them. Right. 
Number five, uh, Nirvana, really know how to freak out MTV, yeah. I remember, actually remember this. They were playing um, a yet unreleased song that had untimely and un uncouth lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they had you a cut You couldn't release that song today. No. No. Nah. No, you'd be karen yeah. Number four, the announcer in the In Bloom video is the former People's Court host, Doug Louise. People's Court? Yeah. Today, <laughs> on the People's Court. Right? Yeah. That's how it started? Yeah, that's it. Number three, classic rockers Kiss appeared on the back cover of Nevermind. What? The rear photo is actually a collage. This is from Loudwire. Oh, miniature figures of Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> a collage Cobain made up of Dante's Inferno paintings. You ever read that? That's interesting. Okay. Chim Chim the Monkey, and if you look very closely, squint right away, the right way, miniature figures of Kiss. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Uh, Nirvana refused to support Guns N' Roses. Am I still on? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Support the Guns N' Roses Metallica Stadium Tour. This is hilarious. Axl Rose wanted them to play, and uh, Cobain refused, saying they're ta they're really talentless people, and they write crap music. <laughs> that sucks. Um, you know, did he actually believe that, or was that just his? He just didn't like their brand. I don't know? know. I mean, he sounds like an obnoxious person. <laughs> And number one, then the again, <laughs> Axl Rose was a pretty obnoxious person. He's such a nice guy. He would attack fans from the stage. Ah, <laughs> uh, right now he looks like uh, the uh, throw mama from the train, mama from the Goonies. Yeah, she looks like, <laughs> looks like her. And number one, the baby boy in the cover of Nevermind was almost a girl. But they said instead something to the effect of. Uh, we want it to be a boy. Yep, we want it to be a boy. Yep, that's what's written here. So, did Courtney Love <laughs> kill um, Kirk Cobain? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Did you see the. It was the, the Illuminati. The Illuminati killed Kirk, it was Kirk the Cobain. Illuminati Breaking news here on nobodycares.com. And the Freemasons, and now we're on a watch list. <laughs> and if we're not on your watch list, smash that subscribe button and ring that bell. Yeah. Did I do that right? Enter um, Greg and Magnus? No? Oh, we don't have a bell. Is this not a? Uh, this is on Tumblr, right? Uh, his management agency, Gold Mountain Records, said that the overdose was accidental and that he was suffering from influenza and fatigue. However, Kurt, uh, Cobain's wife, Courtney Love, said later that the overdose had been a suicide attempt. He took 50, 50 pills and he probably forgot how many he took, but he, he shot himself. Yeah. So I don't know where that comes from. With a shotgun. Yeah. Just in the interest of like, no, like, look, the mental illness is a thing and if you're you're not feeling well it's important to get help talk to somebody talk to somebody in the interest of this is a famous figure and this is uh it's a conspiracy theory yeah it's not necessarily true there's a whole documentary on it kurt and courtney and it's interesting like the guy makes it. a compelling case i haven't seen it he ma i mean it's a somewhat compelling case where like there's there's questions mm -hmm. he was controlling um, it, his his note that he left was inconsistent with the things that he wanted at the time. It looks like somebody told him to write those things. That's what he suggested. Yeah, but like he was on drugs. Yeah, he was not well. <laughs> he was not well mentally. You know? He wasn't allowed to hold a gun. The, key, the, the, the cops 
took it away from him because oh. he had been it had been taken away from him several times. Okay. But he got one nonetheless and was at his house, and he was found later on uh, unliving. It's the opposite of living. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like unwhack is to whack. Yeah, like unwhack. Uh, so yeah, so you think that uh, Courtney, Love, uh, Courtney Love did not murder? No, it's totally the Freemasons. Is because he was getting too popular. <laughs> Where are you getting that from? That's just he's getting too stupid. popular, and he was driving America's youth toward debauchery and uh, you know, bad stuff. And you know, he was very unhappy with their marriage, and it was publicly known. Oh yeah, he was I, trying to get rid of her, duh. but she didn't want to let go. Okay. Um, people say that Courtney Love uh, is. Now, I don't want. This is not me. Okay, I'm saying that she that she wasn't well either. And she wanted to. And if he if if she, if he was gone, she would inherit everything. Oh. Right then, she was. He was the biggest rock star on the planet. Not that that's okay. It's not okay. Courtney Love. So I know you're watching. And She's a regular fan of the show. Regular fan of the show. I don't think she did it. I think it's impossible. I also don't think she did it. I actually think she did. I think it was somebody else. <laughs> I think it was John Travolta. John Travolta wearing Nick Cage's face. Wearing Nick Cage's face killed. Because he kept saying, I'm going to rock your face off. Yep. Yep. All right. So, right on that note, we're going to end it here. Um, every week, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We sometimes start on time. Uh, we uh, do a weekly show about music, talking about two people talking about two people talking about two people in a room talking about music. It's very meta. It's so meta. <laughs> Join us next week uh, for another one. And I hope you have a great week. Please check us out at realbraveaudio.com, practice-pad.com. And on the universe, uh, in, inside the universe, and inside another universe is Kevin's something. Real brave life.